Welcome to Design Party, your one-stop shop for everything product design. I'm your host, Antonia, and with me today is Helena. Hello, hello. Hello. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you so much. I'm also very glad to feel a little bit better. Not fully cured, but, you know, getting there. Uh, at least uh, I think I sound a bit better than in last episode. I think you sound you sound less sad, which is definitely a good thing. True. I was not sad. I was just in severe pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, today it's only you and me, girls, night out, uh, so we can we can talk about anything we want. And and what we usually do is complain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to do that. It's like internal cleansing, right? Yep. But for today, we decided to have a little discussion how to find a perfect collective or company, in other words, for yourself when you're job hunting. Like, what makes a company a perfect fit for you? Oh, um, while we were talking, you didn't mention the critical word. I don't think perfect exists. So mm. I don't think that you should aim for perfect ever. But like good enough and I can live with this and this place doesn't make me feel like trash. I guess those are the criteria. <laughs> hmm. I think I would raise the bar a tad bit. <laughs> I would say optimal place for you. Okay. Okay. I, I, I would avoid anything that says perfect. That's the only... Uh... You are right. There is okay. no such thing as perfect. Unfortunately. Maybe for some mm. people there is. I know what would be perfect for me, actually. Um, what would be perfect for you? Well, I have everlasting jealousy of this one company called Fathom, um, Fathom yeah. Analytics. So they are basically privacy first alternative to Google Analytics. And it's meant for maybe smaller companies, but I'm pretty sure enterprise can use it as well. But they don't have extensive functionalities such as Mixpanel or Heap, so it would be quite useful for like big, big companies. But if you have like a, a smaller product, a website, then it's uh, very trivial to set up and it's very, very user-friendly. Co-founders are a developer and a designer, so the whole thing uh, is pretty solid, I would say. I tried to use it once or twice just to, you know, test it out. But what's what's so interesting about them? I like their culture and their vibe between each other and how they talk with each other and how they think together, how they build product together. They are not VC-backed company. They bootstrap that and they are growing just organically. Word of mouth, new co new customers uh, that found them via Google or saw maybe an ad somewhere if they run any. So there is no this pressure hey, we need to hyper-grow right now. Let's quickly over-employ and then ditch people later. Something like that that happens so frequently lately. They're just organically growing and they're very proud of that. They also have their podcast. This is how I met them. I started to follow their podcast, even though I didn't use their product, but I find their topics quite interesting because they talk about how to run a company, which is bootstrap, just like two founders and maybe a few freelancers and that's it. This is perfect for me. Did you tell them that? Um, no. Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> Just asking. Um, I mean, if you found the perfect company, would you go and work for them? While you were talking, I checked careers. They're not. Um, 
They're not hiring for designers? No, they they are not hiring. They have few helpers, I think. It's it's not a big mm-hmm. company. I think it's only a few people working on the product in total. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to work for them. Mm-hmm. I want That's to have, type of company. Okay. I want okay. to have that. I want to be one of co-founders of, of such company <laughs> one day. That would be like the best thing ever. They set up their pace, everything. But okay. anyways, we digressed a little bit. Let's go back to the track, how to find optimal, not perfect, optimal, optimal collective. So let's say you are, it doesn't matter if you're like beginner designer or mid-level or senior or anything like that. What, like, what advice would you give to somebody who would ask you, what? Okay. Yeah. Basically, what advice? Okay, I have I have a good answer for this uh, because uh, I mentor at Design Lab, and then when mentees have to look for a job, I always have good advice. TM. Uh, so oh, the yeah. advice is: you need to know who you are what? and what you want, and then you need to answer a couple of questions for yourself. Um, what, what is the least amount of rep- pay- paycheck that you would work for? What is, do you want to work remotely? Do you want to work hybrid? Do you want to work in the office? Write all of these down. So uh, paycheck, uh, where you want to work. Uh, Do you care about the industry? Do you care about the size? Is it like tiny, up to 10 people, 20 to 50, 50 to 100, blah, blah, blah. What kind of companies would you be happy with? Then uh, is there anything about company culture that's incredibly important to you? Write it down. Uh, and fifth is while you are browsing for job ads online, a bunch of companies have perks. Write down a perk that you like. So I don't know. I want to have um, a budget for learning. That's something that's important to me. I would write that down. Uh, so once you have all of those five things written down, go in and rank them one to three. Which one is the most important for you? which one is the second most important, which one is the third most important. And then you know what you're actually looking for. So you have a good framework of which company you would like to approach. And you can also ask the company if if you have anyone like you, yeah, but you don't want to work for them. Uh, if you have a company that kind of fits your description, just approach them and say, hey, uh, this sounds like a good place for me where I could see myself and keep me in mind if there's any openings in the future. That's a good start, I would say. But I think there's mm. like catch 22 somewhere in this advice where you can't really know fully what you want until you try mm-hmm. different things and maybe burned yourself several okay. times in order to really have a full picture where you want to be. I know that okay. my pros and cons list when I'm looking for a job changed dramatically year over year. My list five years ago was very different from mm-hmm. what is right now. So this list is, you know, growing all the time. Um, every time you change job, I think that list reshuffles a little bit, I would say. So more jobs you change, yeah. <laughs> more people exactly. you work The with. more jobs you change, the more you learn. And I think... Considering that you're bound to have bad experiences, you're bound to have some red flags, Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to think of them all as 
this is I learned how how I would like to not be if I was in that position. So if somebody has wronged me or if somebody didn't communicate things or if I didn't get the information that I was supposed to get to in order to do my job correctly, it's just like going into a mental folder. This shouldn't be like that. If I ever get to be in that position, I don't want to behave right. like that. So I think it's it's just lessons. But yeah, it's experience mostly. Yeah, so there is basically not a perfect recipe that anyone can give you. It's very personal. We mm. all have different deal breakers or deal makers. Mm. Mm. But I think like that list, like in two columns, I would put it in Notion or some document provider service, whatever you like to <laughs> use. And just keep it pinned there as as your guide in your career, in your job hunt in your life whatever all right can we be a bit more specific about this like can we give a little bit better advice on certain things i wonder um i would say a good advice is when you are on a job interview so let's say you manage to find a company you like you get a job interview you attend the interview and then you get asked a bunch of questions you laugh you have a great good old jolly time yeah. uh, there are some questions that you can ask them why right. are they hiring for this position why didn't they just hire from inside of the company if that's a possibility uh if a person left and you're filling their shoes how come they left? Um, you can ask the person if they like their job or if they like the company. If there's a pause, you might want to rethink it. That is and... actually, yeah, because recruiters have like uh, questions uh, like gotcha. Uh, like, uh, uh -huh. Now I saw through your mask questions, but it goes both ways. So yeah. you're right. Like you should. Uh, try to research there are like plenty of youtube videos mm. articles blah 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 where you can discover some good questions and then if you observe behavior of a recruiter that can tell you a lot um because of course yes if we assume that we all trust each other when we are talking it's still a job interview there is there is a stake from both sides mm -hmm. so my good indicator is, um, and that's I know that that's not available to all of people. Um, if you have like some design circle where you can go to and literally ask about, hey, how is it in this company? I see that you work there or you are working there, blah, blah, blah. Then, then you might get like honest answer. I, um, like... I wouldn't say that it's not available. I honestly, when I was applying to some places, I would reach out to a person that mm -hmm. was a designer at the company and say, hey, I'm thinking of applying. What is the company? Can you tell me something? And actually, I had a very positive experience once where the woman took her time. She didn't reply for two days. And mm -hmm. then she sent me a long-ish reply in which she said some things are good, some things are bad. Mostly oh. it's good, but I don't want to lie to you. And I loved the the frankness of it. That's brilliant. I also sometimes got contacted with people, uh, by people, um, and I would be transparent. Like, of course, I wouldn't uh, turn this into a shit fest. Like, yeah, these three things yeah. are horrible. Don't apply. Oh my god! Well, you don't want this. First of oh, all, you don't um, know. 
what other person golden rule golden rule uh no burning bridges and don't sh- talk shit about yeah, people absolutely. because you never know who knows anyone exactly uh like common decency people mm. just try to be polite and uh yeah maintain um adult conversation at any given moment um but yeah i would i would answer hey these things are great well, as you know, like in every company, there is like maybe hiccup with this and that, but not something that's unsolvable. It depends like what are you really looking for, blah, blah, blah. So this is a good tip. Like if you reach out, there is a chance that uh, employed person might give you some feedback, insights. Um, I hope a lot of people would do that. I don't know. I never did that. Maybe I should. I don't know. Do you do that? Reach like, out. Yeah, yeah. Like is is that like your... Um, like something that you always do or did you reach I wouldn't say once? always I would say I don't know 50% of the time oh really okay that's interesting I never did that uh, just curious like never occurred to me I mean but when I apply to somewhere I apply because I really want to work there and I like the company so mm-hmm. it's not a, like I apply to 100 mm-hmm. positions and then just reach out to 50 people mm-hmm. the 50% was out of the four applications i did in the past couple of years i reached mm-hmm. out to two people mm-hmm. so it's 50 percent still so one person responded the other didn't no the other did too um the other one was haha from croatia uh-huh. <laughs> that was that was one of the one of the uh common threads mm-hmm. i found between me and the person i was like hey what's up my croatian buddy what's how's up? the company like <laughs> yeah yeah that that works uh, immediately but it's like yeah, i will tell you everything i will tell you absolutely mm-hmm. everything <laughs> yeah but apart from that i think it's it's really hard to give any concise good advices or tips or i mean it doesn't matter if we share our experiences because they're mm-hmm. not applicable to you, dear listener. Uh, yes, dear listener. Um, I actually liked a quote from somewhere. I didn't read it. Uh, I don't remember who said something, but I read it somewhere. Doesn't matter. Uh, the quote was that sometimes a bad position for you doesn't mean that it's a bad position for someone else true you can hate it in a job but maybe it's just the circumstances that are not correct for you personally yeah and then it might not be a terrible company maybe i mean maybe it's you but not like in a bad way so maybe it's just not the right fit for you yeah and we'll have different circumstances circumstances Mm -hmm. in in companies so like a whole mixture of parameters give you an output why do you feel that way in certain company and all these parameters might be completely different for next door person like in next team or um yeah so but that's also like sometimes like in the past i felt that i i don't fit in good because certain things bothered me and i I didn't appreciate that. Like I wanted them to go away, to be better overall. And then looking at the other peers, it seemed that they're having a blast, like really good time. So, you know, I started to think like, hmm, what should I change about me? Maybe I did something wrong or maybe I should do something better or maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. do something at all. What should that be? And I think there is no like right or wrong answer because people are complex beings. If you don't fit somewhere 
that's fine. If you fit somewhere, that's awesome for you. But uh, I think also a very important thing is to to try to keep your spirits up. It's easy yeah, to just say. Uh, a couple of the the basic positives. Don't gossip mm-hmm. at work. Don't uh, don't be negative. Mm-hmm. Don't be a negative Nancy because we all have to work together. And nobody, most people don't like work. And then when you're just uh, somebody gets a task and they're like, oh, this cannot be done. This is terrible. This is, oh, I don't want to do this. How are we going to do this? This person, do- well, uh, just stop, stop and do your job. I don't care about this. But if you make like lighthearted jokes, be easy to work with. That's the point. Like, yeah. Yeah. Be nice and be easy to work with because you don't want the work to be your personality. And then just shovel it out and be done. Yeah, I think that's a good tip. We all should follow. By the way, before we wrap up this bite-sized episode, I just wanted bite-sized. to... Bite-sized! Yeah, bite-sized, the first one. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should actually... Uh, a quick, I'm going to take 20 seconds. We decided to do bite-sized uh, episodes because talking is fun, but sometimes we talk too much and sometimes maybe people don't have enough time to listen to an episode, but we still want to churn out content, which is good and short. 15 seconds. Hence bite-sized episodes. So we're we're trying to... Bite-sized! So we have like about five minutes. I just want to... I will try to keep it very short. So Figma released some updates um, regarding variables and I was like watching ad or post on Instagram about that. Um, I, I didn't try it or use it because I don't have um, a reason to do that right now. And it got me thinking, all these variables and all of that stuff, I think it's um, definitely aimed for enterprise level clients that have very mature design systems, but definitely not for like freelancers or somebody who does project per project or something that's in small size. What do you think? I definitely agree. It didn't occur to me, but uh, okay. So first things first, you cannot get the variables in free. Right. So you have to have a bigger, better paid account. Uh, the enterprise account, I think, has even more options than yeah. the the business one, yeah. which is definitely correct. What do you think? Could it be a possibility that Figma is just moving towards the enterprises because no code and framer and uh, webflow and options like that are something that's going to be the norm for your regular freelancer so what if figma is somewhat exiting that part i don't think they're exiting and mm-hmm. i don't think they're direct competitors but i think they have the least amount of money in uh, like paid tiers mm. Enterprise, I mean, I've seen invoices in several companies, <laughs> uh, they're astronomical. So they get a lot of juice from enterprise level clients and they are most important clients because if they catch an enterprise account, which these days is very easy for them, they can count on, you know, dozens, maybe hundreds of licenses for different people that translates into tens of thousands of dollars for them maybe on a monthly basis, which is a lot of money. And of course, they need to keep those clients happy and they need to make sure that they will not churn. Otherwise, they will have a massive loss all of a sudden, only from one account even. So I I just think they, 
they only care about the enterprise level clients, which is a form of gatekeeping because mm. you can't learn to use these things and test them and explore and, you know, just just learn how to properly use them. If, you, if you're not employed in a company that has enterprise level tier and you can get employed, maybe it's very hard for you to get there because you don't have experience using that. So I don't know, it's like a... We're back to, you need one year experience to work here and we cannot take you unless you have one year experience. Yeah. So I think there will be more and more gatekeeping. I definitely feel uh, like a tad bit of FOMO because I will not, I don't have enterprise level tier available uh, right now. So I'm missing out mm -hmm. and, um, but I can't do anything about it really. So I don't know. I, I think it's, it's a bit crappy that, uh, you, you don't get to learn the feature so you can get like a better job or a different job? Um, I mean, there are workarounds. You can watch uh, videos on YouTube of people using the feature, but unless you have the, the framework where you have to use it, then it's probably going to be worthless. You can still stay in the loop, but... But, but yeah, I, I I mean, I would recommend everyone to watch videos just to mm. be aware of the possibilities. But then intricacies of like these little knobs and inputs, like what can they do? I think, uh, unfortunately, in future, you will have to get hired in like enterprise level company in order to actually see them in action. And to be quite honest, I feel that they are crafting these things only for dedicated design system teams in, in big companies. Mm -hmm. So it might be not even relevant for you if not uh, if you're not applying to this team. But that means that getting to a design systems designer is now tremendously hard because you can't train that like yourself at home, like, oh, next three weeks, I'm just going to do this. You can't. Yeah, that's not good. I think we could um, talk about it in an another episode, how to how to aim for something that you cannot train for. I have good thoughts about that. Yeah. Uh, I have one more thing I'd like to add, Please which do. is, again, another topic. Uh, so are we wrapping this one up? Well, I will um, dismiss timer and you don't have to look mm -hmm. at it. You can say your thoughts <laughs> freely. Uh, no, no, no. My thoughts are, uh, I got an email yesterday from ADP List. They're mm -hmm. going to have a festival that's called Be More. It's going to be on September 20th to 21st. And from what I've seen, uh, the topics are very nice. So I'm looking forward to it. I got a ticket. I even got a ticket plus a donation ticket because I wanted to see what it looks like and I donated a ticket and uh, one ticket is $10 and there's a lot of stuff like uh, navigating your mental health and work hey, product design one. for entrepreneurs opening keynote that one is not interesting uh, designing for data privacy in world of AI so these are just the, the ones that are announced but it looks really good so ADP list be more festival. Oh right, not so sponsored like a... whatsoever. No, Just nobody sponsored us. Nobody discovered <laughs> us yet. God damn it! So it's a online conference. Yeah. Cool. Well, I will make sure to check it out because uh, ticket is affordable, and why the hell not? Um, exactly. Thanks for sharing. Uh, it's a good one. I'll, I'll make sure to put a link at least to show notes if somebody wants to check it out uh, nice. immediately. 
All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, let's be consistent with our decision. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody. Bite-sized. Bite-sized. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this was fun. See you next time. See you next time.